Good afternoon, morning, night, whenever you're listening to this, it's the Home and Body Improvement Show. This is Coach Potts. Pretty soon I'll be joined by Rock and Ross. Today we talk about is it better to work out alone or is it better to work out with a partner? Same thing with home improvement. Would you rather be on a job with somebody else or by yourself? We kind of go back and forth on this topic. Definitely an interesting episode. I'm sure you're going to enjoy. If you haven't yet, go to coachpods.com, sign up for the newsletter, follow myself and Rock and Ross. We're both on Instagram and Facebook. And also, we're looking to answer your questions. So if you have any questions about the home and body, meaning like if you have a do-it-yourself project or a question about working out, nutrition, anything of the sort, hit me up. My email is andy at coachpots.com. This is episode number 11, Home and Body Improvement Show. Enjoy. Can you hear me? Oh, man. Can I ever. How are you doing, Ross? Good, man. How's it going? It's just another day in paradise. Even better now that I get to talk to you. Yeah, that sun looks amazing. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, uh, they don't look forward to Mondays. You know, they say they call it a case of the Mondays or, uh, man, I can't believe I got to go back to. But every day, every week for the last 11 weeks, I got to talk to my good buddy Ross on a Monday. Monday now is by far my favorite day. What do you have to say about that? Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you for being considerate of thinking of me on a Monday. Yeah. And uh, the sun is shining, so that's a, a better positive for the day i think it's even in the afternoon it um, is you know why it's shining because i'm talking to my good friend ross we're recording another episode of the home and body improvement show i mean how much better can life get you know what i mean i'm telling you uh, it's it's it just gets better every week every week i have that effect on people so what projects have you been working on my friend like were, were you actually at work today yeah i was at work today just helping, helping out a client they there we are doing a section of their kitchen um where we're just trying to just update their uh under sink plumbing because they have galvanized pipes and so gal- uh, galvanized I, what exactly are, are galvanized pipes and are they bad they are not that good they are probably probably they were installed probably back in the 60s mid, mid like 50s mid 50s and uh eventually over time they can corrode from the inside they can look nice and shiny on the outside but inside, they're like clogged arteries. There's, they start just lighting up inside, and eventually you're just going to have this little bit of a hole where all your water is coming in, and eventually you're going to not get enough water pressure. So homeowners tend to realize, what's what's wrong? It's my faucet. I bought a new faucet. What ends up happening? It's pipes. It's the pipes. It's the galvanized pipes from the 60s. How uh, yeah. so like when did we make the big leap and what leap did we uh did we go to? We're not doing galvanized anymore, obviously. No, I'm thinking it probably came into the seventies, you know, yeah. my opinion, but it probably could have just plus it comes down to cost because copper is expensive. Um, so probably just the contractors who are building the homes were just like, Yeah, I'm not gonna pay for that. Huh. I'm gonna go galvanize and go cheap and when you probably have a union plumber, union plumbers you install, you know, how many feet of plumbing, and then after that, it's just something that costs. So, like everything, it's just cost. Ross, cost. You're, not, you're not talking negative about the union, are you? No, I'm not. You better <laughs> watch yourself, man. You're going to end up with a horse head lying in your bed, waking up with, 
you know, you're going to wake up at the bottom of Lake Michigan with some cement shoes on. Right, right. What, what's the nickname? You know, if you're part of the union, what do you call that? And you, uh, it's got that fun, fun name. I can't, it sounds exciting. Oh, man. See, I thought that was a punchline, and uh, I was waiting for the. Uh, I was waiting for the punchline. I thought you'd know it. You nah. know, aren't you like a bunny nah. or. Uh, no. Nah. I'm none of that. <laughs> <laughs> our, our listeners would know that one. Oh, they would. So. You know what? My buddy called me up the other day. He's like, water can. That's what you were thinking of. A water can. You know that thing you use to to water your flowers? You know, that's a can, you know, that you put water in? I couldn't think of the name of it. Water can. Oh, my gosh. I know. Water can. It's that type of life, man. It's just been... It's just, it's, you know, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, you know, like I'm not, I just like a lot of these kids, you know, these days they're all, they're all sharp and they're smart and they, they talk to me and I'm like that, that old guy that goes, eh, shut up, you know, like get out of my face. I just use anger to cover up the fact that I can't think of certain words at specific times, you know? Yeah. Pretty yeah, soon I'm going to be taking off my flip flop and trying to beat the nearest kid over the head with it. Smack him in the right. face with a rolled up newspaper while I'm wearing a robe. You know what I'm saying? Old man Potts here. Yeah, yeah, and I would have got away for it, away with it, if it weren't for your kids. Meddling kids. So uh, that's cool. Working on plumbing, I like that. Yeah, man, it's just it's just interesting. It's just you know you're. It's funny when you're in that cabinet. It's a tedi- tedious and tight spot. So you're trying to work the monkey wrench, right? Here's the you here's know, the, the question. Yeah, monkey, the monkey wrench is a cr- and the tight monkey spot. Wrenches. Oh shit. Man, if I had a nickel for every time I tried to use that monkey wrench in a tight spot, I'd be at least three bucks richer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, check your account. Hey, I got a I got a question for you, Ross, and um, it's not as it probably doesn't have the direct answer that you typically would anticipate from me. Um, this is a good question, and I think it applies to both the home and body improvement portions of our diabolical dynamic show but when do you work alone and when do you work with a partner which one do you prefer and are there certain situations where you'd rather do it by yourself and are there certain situations when you'd rather have somebody else there with you and we're going to apply that both to home improvement and to working out so if you have an answer for that i you know jump in there at any time um i can honestly think of some things um myself um, you know, there's certain times that I like to go with people or certain times I don't. Uh, it really depends on the activity, time of day, how far along I am in my fitness regime. You know, am I at a level right now where I'm not embarrassed to be around another person? Or am I at a level right now where I truly do need some extra motivation? That's why I want someone else there with me. There you um, go. Is it very similar, like, when you're doing home improvement stuff? I think it stuff? comes down to, I just think... I think it just comes down to that your skill of experience, you know, what can things you can execute with one guy, you know, um, for example, like, you know, I can install a faucet, you know, and and I can do under sink plumbing, you know, with one guy, um, you know, but when you're selling copper pipes, you know, you're doing plumbing, you know, it's good to have an extra hand, you know, to have another guy prep the pipe, you know, prep the copper pipe. When's know, the last time the, you went to a job by yourself and completed the whole thing without anyone else? Um, gosh, you know, painting projects, you know, those painting projects, you know, I've done installing doors by myself. Um, I've hung cabinets by myself. Um, that's you know, gotta be tough, also, though, right? Like, you know, well, there's, there's also tools that can help you do things by yourself, but you know, when you're remodeling, you know, it comes down to, 
I think maybe a majority of our audience is, you know, weekend warrior or evening warrior when the family's in bed. That's where I am. Um, so you're trying to knock things for two hours of time for you, you know, if you're doing your bills probably in the morning. So, like, you know, try to figure, figure out what's your can you do the best thing, you know? And again, why do you always you break know, up when, like, it starts getting good? I don't know. For some reason, yeah. you just broke up. Can you repeat that last sentence? Yeah, well, no, I was just saying, like, you know, just kind of bid out your time. And what, what are you more skilled at? So you painting know? is an example of a job that you really don't need two people. You know, it all depends on, it all depends, you know. Painting, yeah, if, you, if, you're, if you're a couple, you're a group, you know, one person can do the cutting. That's just cutting out the room. That's where you know the where the walls meet, the door trim. Okay, so then you, you're just trying to cut all around where the baseboard and the wall meet. And then when you cut twice, and then you do all that all around your room, and you got to cut in where the wall and the ceiling meet, and then you can put your two coats of paint rolled on. And so that you can have somebody just doing the cutting on one side. And then you're doing the other cutting on the other side of the room. So it's kind of, it's good to compart, compartmentalize things. So. Are there certain people you'd rather work with? Now, these people can remain nameless because I read, I hate to hate you to have any more enemies than you already do. But like, like, do you enjoy when your dad's on the job or is it kind of pain in the neck? Like he's always looking over your shoulder. No, we, from, we work together. Ah, Jesus, you're breaking up. Oh, no. Where did Ross go? Ross is in a hole. Ross, are you still there? I'm still there. All right. Yeah, no, I can hear you now. So you said, how long have you and your dad been working together? 15 years we've been working together. And so it's at this time where my line of experience has pretty much escalated, so I can do a lot more things by myself. And so it's just, since... This, sorry, man, this connection sucks. I'm calling you back. Ross, you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm there. I thought you'd say more things. No. So you and your dad have been working together for 15 years, but it must have took a good number of years before, you know, you you didn't feel like he was walking up going, you call this done? I call this barely getting started and just like, you know, smacking the hammer out of your hand and telling you to go sit in the corner? Well, it's just been the repetition, 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 you know. There's so many times where you're working, you know, installing a garbage disposal or you're tightening, tightening the undersink plumbing. And after a while, you know, the funny thing is, but it comes down to feel. Yeah. You tighten down the pipe. It has to be snug, you know, not psycho tight where you feel like you're breaking it. But there's so much snugness when you're tying down a lot of, you know, um, tying down the, the nut, you know, for like when you're installing a toilet you know, or you're tying down the water supply line, you know, you need nice and snug, tight, but snug. You don't want psycho where you're stripping it because uh, That's what I do. you're going to ruin the rubber seal. Yeah, especially on a toilet, man. I tell you, I, I've, I've gotten better over the years, but I used to think everything had to go super tight all the time, you know, and then I realized, A, um, if you ever have to undo it, it's a pain in the ass, and B, it's really not a contest, you know? <laughs> it's just, you know, there's a, you get it to a certain point, it's good. Yeah, it's like, you know, you want it to be good enough, but just a little more. And then that's kind of that little balance. Like, yeah, it's good enough. I like it. Yeah. And then you're like, just give me a little more squeeze, a little turn, and then you're like, I like it. 
because that's just how it is man that's what life is all about you know it's about it's about going right to that point where you think there's enough giving a little bit more extra and then calling it a day you know I swear that's I know that's that little balance but don't think too much about it I swear don't think too much about it no I feel uh, I've gotten better with the tools over the years but I just don't feel like super comfortable with them another weird thing about me is that when I, I throw righty but I write lefty so when it comes to certain tools like I don't know if I'm right or left-handed I would imagine you know, you're a righty am I right am I correct right. Yeah, so you probably use your right hand for everything, right? But like, there's certain times I'll use my left hand, I'll use my right hand. You know, when I use a screwdriver, I'm kind of going back and forth. Um, I just, I don't, I'm not ambidextrous, meaning I can't do everything but with both hands. But there's certain things that I do on one side or the other. So it's like, I'm, I'm using, I don't know, I never really got particularly good, you know, using like a screwdriver, let's say, because I'm usually switching hands every time I use one. Um, that's a fun fact about me. Did you like that? Would you give it about a seven? About a seven or eight? Six point one. That's not bad. That's better than I was assuming. Uh, what about when it comes to working out, Ross? Are you one of those guys that likes to work out by himself or with other people? Um, I go by myself. Uh, You're dipping out. Like, are you in a underground bunker or something? Is there any place you could no. go to get better reception? I'm worried about you. Oh. Can you hear me better? Yeah. I, I, I'm so outside. Good. We're going to have birds chirping, but you know what? We're going to have to deal with it. Yes, I can hear you way better. Um, me personally, I don't know. I, I, CrossFit kind of changed everything because up until then, I would say I primarily worked out by myself like you know, 90, 95% of the time, unless I was doing a class, so group fitness. Um, whether it be yoga or, you know, I used to, do, I never did really did step aerobics, but I used to do like those group strength classes and stuff. Um, I think it's a great way to, you know, it was never like my, the focal point of my workout, but it was always like something to do at the beginning or something to do at the end. And then I would go off and do additional things. But I, you know, I, there was always the allure of that, like, you know, Mr. T training by himself, getting ready for Rocky and Rocky three, you know, doing pull-ups, not needing a, uh, a trainer nor a, um, you know, <laughs> Just anybody there to tell them what to do, uh, especially with headphones now that they're Bluetooth and wireless, man. You can like just put them on, crank them out. You know, back in the day, you would, you know, you'd rock out to your favorite music. But I always had a home gym. My dad has been an avid weightlifter since I was a kid. And well, obviously a lot longer than that, but we've always had a gym at my house. And so, you know, if unless people came over to work out, which wasn't always the case, uh, I would typically work out by myself. And that kind of carried over all the way up until I started doing CrossFit, I would say. You know, CrossFit, just by the way it's designed, it's supposed to be done with the group. And that's, you know, that, that builds the whole community and stuff. So then I started looking forward to working out with people. Um, I don't, I get, you know, it really depends on the activity. There is no straightforward answer with this. I think with yoga, I would prefer that I was in a class that was instructor led rather than my, you know, me doing it myself. I think with like uh, CrossFit or, you know, any kind of um, activity where I'm kind of like leading the, the charge, I would rather be the person giving the instruction because I find having people look at me kind of motivates me to work a little bit harder. Um, and then, you know, having a, having a clock, trying to beat a score, uh, trying to beat an old time, you know, depends on the training. Um, if it was like a marathon training where you're typically running anywhere between four to seven times a week, 
you know, I would it, half of those runs I'd like to do by myself, one or two of them I'd like to do with somebody else. So I feel like it's a good way to check in, you know, kind of gauge progress uh, when you're working out with somebody else. It's not always about the numbers, but on the flip side, like sometimes I find other people slow me down. So I don't know. It really just depends on the activity. I mean, do you have any kind of feelings on the topic? I think, you know, also like you've had an instructor, I've had a yoga instructor where I'm just like, I, I am not here with you. I'm sorry. Like, you know, <laughs> I've done my, my yoga spiritual searching, you know, but sometimes I'm just like, I'm out. I can't do this. I'm like, and I've had like only a couple where I'm just like, I'm, I'm not here. I can't do it. Just, you know, they can just have a bad instructor, you know, or they're fine. It's just, you're not feeling it. Have you ever had that before? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know, core power yoga really depends on the time of day you went. Like, if you went during the busy times, the instructors were usually better because the classes were more full. You know, and if you went like at like a ten o'clock class, it'd be like three or four people, and then, you know, you definitely could tell that they were that was with the newer instructors. Um, it, 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 I, for me in yoga, I was never into the whole mental, you know. Um, side of it, it was for, it was always kind of a workout for me. But the nice thing about that is, it was unfamiliar territory for me. So I was kind of raised with a weightlifting and uh, background. I became a runner, you know, pretty much after high school. I uh, did that for a number of years. Those things kind of came pretty natural to me. But yoga never really did. And so I prefer to have an instructor that knows way more than me because they're always doing stuff that I don't think about. Like I, I, I can get you through a class. I could teach yoga. Um, I could do yoga on my own. But for me, I love taking classes with instructors who know what they're doing because I always learn something. And then I always pick up, you know, they might do 20 things that I've never done before. And I pick up like one or two and try to integrate it to my practice. So, you know, that part helps uh, with weightlifting. You know, at this point in the game, it's like, do I really want to lift with somebody who knows more than me? It's like, I mean, what are you really going to show me at this point? You know, so sure. the only thing that I was kind of foreign to me were some of the Olympic lifts. So the snatch and the clean and jerk, and they they get very technical, and it definitely helps to have a coach, somebody who's been doing it for years, to kind of give you tips to get you through it. But the, after that, I mean, you know, bodybuilding, it it you really are limited only by your imagination. But I mean, there's not too many new things that I'm going to learn, um, you know, in terms of that type of stuff. But it's nice to have somebody there just for the accountability aspect. So I guess to answer the question is, you know, when it comes to yoga, I would prefer I was at a class learning from somebody, uh, letting somebody else lead the class. I find I definitely push myself harder when there's other people around and I'm not in charge. Uh, boot camp type classes, I prefer to teach them myself. I prefer to, you know, because I like when all eyes are on me and I'm like, all right, I, they think I'm going to quit or I know some of them are struggling because I know I'm struggling and I think I'm going to push it just a little bit farther just to, you know, show everyone else up. And in terms of weightlifting, like, unless you're just there to kind of do it with me um i'd rather do it by myself you know i don't really need somebody telling me what to do when it comes to that type of thing um, yeah you know but i think you know unlike i guess it, it depends if you're just do it do it yourself type project you know sometimes you have to be self-motivated because you know you're you know if, if you're not going to do it yourself it's not going to get done right same thing with weightlifting well, and, and working you know, out like, i think you know a great example if you're like a homeowner you know and if you're pretty handy you know i think like anything you're going to have except there's always ongoing projects always <laughs> and always and so it's going to be there so i think if you have the mindset that it's always going to be a, like part of your workout you know part of a project you know there's a, some form of cardio some form of remodeling that you will always be doing and the projects never end the yard work has to be done the plants the move you know moving plants installing plants cutting out digging 
And so it's just, if you have that kind of mind that, that it's always going to be there, but you take your time on, on each one and decide what your best skills are and the give and take, you know, uh, in the relationship on what, you know, who's good at one thing compared to the other thing. That's a good guide. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I, it's, it definitely is. I, I find that, um, you kind of have to have the mentality regardless that, listen, I'm going to do this by myself. You can come with me or not, because if you kind of lean too hard on other people, you know, across the board, you're going to find, and then, Hey man, I, I realize it's kind of a bleak, the oblique outlook on life. But if you literally sit there and wait for other people to motivate you, it's probably never going to happen. You know, you have to take some ownership. You have to get, be self-motivated, uh, especially when it comes to exercise. I mean, if you're sitting there waiting for the perfect partner to come along, the one that's going to carry you along, and it's never going to happen. You have to be, you have to just assume you're going to be the one that's going to carry other people along. And if you find someone to match your enthusiasm, then, you know, God bless you, man, because that's usually not the case. Even if you get a good workout partner, I mean, how long is it going to last for? A couple weeks, a couple months, you know? It's that rare person that finds somebody that can work out with them for years and years on end. Right, right, right. Right. That's what I think. Why it was. That's why I enjoyed like, uh, you know, bodybuilders have their own little like team, their own little bond with each other, kind of like what they've been doing, you know, to tweak their performance. It's, uh, I think you're always going to get a better workout, you know, with someone else. And I would imagine, you know, depending on the skill level of the person you're working with, doing like projects and like home home improvement projects and stuff, you know, you probably it's probably better just to have someone else, even if it's just to hand you tools while you're doing your stuff. Um, but, you know, on the flip side, sometimes, you know, it depends who you're with. They can slow you down, you know, or they can talk you out of stuff. Like, oh, we're supposed to do this. Hey, sure, you want to do that? You know, and all of a sudden you're like kind of playing those mental games and stuff. You know, I, I still prefer just putting my music on, turning turn the volume up, having a list either in my mind or written down what I need to get done for the day and just trying to knock it out one by one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, good. that's the best way to do it. Ross, did we just come to a natural pause? I felt that one. <laughs> I felt that one too, man. So did you watch the uh, home run documentary about Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire yesterday? I'm sure you did, right? I saw it at a, I, I was in Wisconsin with family, and uh, I saw it at a bar. Did you really? Um, yeah, they are playing it, and I thought it was kind of funny to see Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. I was like, and who was that other guy? Was it Reggie? Not Reggie Smith. No, you're um, thinking uh, Ken Griffey Jr., right? Ken Griffey Jr., that's right. Yeah. I was like, gosh. I, I, just, I think it's funny when I see these video these videos because I'm like, I remember the picture was a lot clearer, but these are just videotapes that they're playing. So I know there's some deterioration over time, but I remember it was pretty crisp and clean when I saw it back then. I remember, yeah, because it's like, that's the difference between like standard def and high def, right? So, right. I mean, if I remember correctly, high def became more popular. I remember like coming back to Chicago. So it was probably around 2003 and like some bars would have high def and some would have standard def. And there's always like a five second lag with the high def. Um, and then like you watch like some of the, the quality. It's like, yeah, I don't remember. I remember watching TV in the 80s and 90s. I don't remember complaining about the quality, you know? No, no, no. But that's, I think that's with anything with video. It's always going to be that greenness compared to the last. It's always it's always going to be that way. That's how I see it. Sammy did not. I mean, he, he's a good-looking guy, I guess, right? Uh, but his face just looks super inflated, man. Uh, Mark McGuire looked like he held it together well. Yeah, I'm just worried about those, those steroids those guys are popping. Oh, I know. 
you know what? They didn't talk about because I mean, I guess the only one that really came clean was Mark McGuire. And um, I like I would like to hear the conversations from people who talk who can reflect about it. All of them, like for, I guess, from like a moral standpoint, figuring that they have influence over younger people. All of them are going to tell you don't do steroids, right? But I'd like to have an open discussion with somebody who's either tried it or did it for a long period of time and what their true feelings are about it. Because you know I've seen a there's a documentary I believe it's called Bigger, Stronger, Faster, and it's the only pro steroid documentary I've ever seen. And um, they were just talking about like, you know, it's it's common in bodybuilding. Bodybuilders do it forever. It's, it's not like you're going to start shooting steroids, get, you know, pimples on your face and then jump out of a window because it made you crazy. Um, you know, and that's a, obviously the, the conception of that that everybody has when it comes to steroids. But, you know, there is some benefit in terms of performance enhancement. That's undeniable. But, you know, at what point does it become detrimental to your health? And I'm, you, the only way you'd know is if you've done steroids. And Ross, just by looking at you, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you've never done steroids. Am I right? Uh, you are correct. Yeah. You are correct. I never have either. I think the best thing, let me just say this. I think the best thing about steroids was the excitement that it gave those baseball players to get home runs. I thought that was pretty exciting. I was like, look, there's entertainment from these steroids. Look, look at that. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, our professional athletes, there's a lot of money on the line. There's a lot of fame. Uh, they, you know, they're talking about legacy. They're talking about, I mean, they were, they, they, it was such a big deal because the record had stood for such a long time. And right. of, of course they took a shortcut to get there. But you know what? At the time, a lot of that stuff wasn't banned. They weren't testing for, you know, they weren't being uh, drug tested. Um, they were, you know, there was, it was a lot of gray area. And it was kind of one of those things. It was kind of like when Amst- Lance Armstrong was winning all those Tour de France. I mean, everyone knew something was going on, but nobody wanted to say anything. It was good for the yeah, sport. They were, they were recirculating his blood. There was uh, some type of something to do with his blood that you take out the blood and put it, the blood back in. Yes. Type um, of method. It's interesting. It is interesting. I Wait, let's just say this. Babe Ruth, what was he doing? Wasn't he like drinking and eating hot dogs and smoking cigars and he's still hitting home runs? Totally, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? But I mean, back, and another thing too is the, his record had stood for so long, but they even played less games. I think it was like eight or nine or ten less games than... Uh, when Roger Maris came along and broke the record, so um, I don't know. It's I, I'm I don't like the New England Patriots. I hate them, but I like to see records get broken, and I I I hate them even more the fact that they went completely undefeated up until the Super Bowl and then lost to the Giants because that's something I will probably never see in my lifetime is a perfect football season, and they came all the way to within a couple minutes of doing it and then blew it. I mean, I already hated them, but at least I could have respected them had they gone undefeated, and of course they had to choke and blow it, and now I'll probably never see that in my lifetime. So, Right, right. That, yeah, that's. I'm going to say, like, I'll never see it in my lifetime. I don't think I'll see the Bulls win the championships ever again. I, you never know. You never know, right? <laughs> but are you Sorry, ever going to see Yeah. <laughs> Are you ever going to see another seventy-two and ten team? I don't know. You know, probably it's it's not looking good. Hey, you're going to be proud of me. I was flipping through the channels and I got the the, the Bulls uh, winning the sixth championship. Well, first of all, um, Ross, I'm always proud of you. You know that. I saw that and I was like, I'm like, oh, I remember this back in '98 when I was watching it. And I was like, like that could be the last shot Michael Jordan would throw in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, he had to go back and play for uh, my God. Who was it? I want to say Charlotte Bobcat. No, the the Wizards. Where do they come up with these names for the mascots anyway? All right, Ross. I think we're gonna call this one. 
Uh, boy, I keep saying this every week. We really should plan these out a little bit better, huh? You know, put a little more effort into this. <laughs> I think we should. I think, yeah, we got to sell some T-shirts here. You yeah. Know? Yeah, we do. All right, man. Uh, you got anything well. else to say? Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> felt another dip. <laughs> Like, I think I can feel your eyes rolling. I can feel that thunder. Oh, I'll be honest, man. I'm what? tired. And I still got a lot of work to do tonight. And it's just like, ugh. But at least I got to talk to my good friend, Ross. God bless yeah, that man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we I, did- wanna, I, I think uh, next question for next week, I want to talk about uh, when you see these guys do these uh, deadlifts. They, what's with this like gripping? What's all that about? You know, one hand grip? in, one hand out. Yeah, what's, it's called a, a, a mixed grip or an inverse grip. Um, yeah, it's you know what? Do you want to talk? We'll talk about it next week. We can talk about it now. No, the thing is, um, it, you're only limited by your grip strength up to a certain point. Meaning, so like you may be able to deadlift 500 pounds, but you can only you know grip 400 pounds. So at a certain point, the over under grip takes the grip strength out of it. You know, it's another reason people wear uh, straps. So like they wear straps around the wrist that actually wrap around the bar as well. So when they're lifting the bar, they're not worried about their grip strength. They're just worried about how much the weight they can actually lift. Now, if you use straps all the time or the over under grip all the time, you don't really work on grip strength. But if you um, you know, do the over-over grip, uh, you will work on grip strength. And then when gr- grip strength becomes a limiting factor, meaning you, you probably could lift more weight, but you can't hold the bar in your hands, that's when mm-hmm. you go to the over-under. But yeah, So that's why. Yeah. Why don't, my, in my realistic sense, why don't you just rely on your grip strength versus, you know, like, well, I know the hinge can move this much, but, you know, but really what it's supposed to grab and move the hinge? No, that's, no, I'm going to focus on the hinge moving. Well, the gripping part. Nah, it's it's. I know what you're saying, but the, the truth is, the deadlift is how much can you lift off the ground, right? And okay. if yeah. you know, if 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 it's your hands that are giving out when nothing else is, yeah, you probably can make some adjustments. Uh, the body too, you know. I mean, you're obviously cheating certain muscles if you're only lifting as much as you can grip. You know, I mean, same thing with pull-ups, right? If you're trying to, you know get your back muscles stronger, but at a certain point, you know, your grip gives out, you know, are you optimally training the back muscles? No, you should probably do something to, you know, you can use straps on the pull-up bars as well, and you'll be able to get those extra reps, and you'll be able to effectively train the back even more, so, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, that's actually a decent question. Why didn't you ask that at the beginning? I didn't have to ramble like an idiot. No, I just, I, you know, because I always, I just, you know, I, I follow a guy on Instagram, and the uh, Juji Mufu. I like Juji, man. No, Juji's uh, great. Juji and Tom, the uh, YouTube channel. He's the guy. The one thing he did was he took these the chairs and he did the splits while lifting a barbell over his head. (laughs) Yeah. He did that as America's Got Talent. Oh, that's crazy. It's amazing. No, he's uh, he's phenomenal. I mean, he's he'll do he'll deadlift and then do backflips and then he'll do deadlift and then do backflips. Just keep doing it. It's just just a phenomenal athlete. Seems like a phenomenal guy. Uh, he's one of the guys I follow. Not on Instagram. I follow him on YouTube. Yeah, I just I like his energy. Good, good energy. I yeah, like your man. energy. You like my energy? Of course you do. All right, Ross, we're gonna wrap it up, buddy. We're gonna do it again next week. What do you say? I, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. All right, pal, go easy. Go easy. There you have it, folks. Another episode in the books. I hope you enjoyed that one. Sorry about some of the audio difficulties, but you never know what you're going to get when Ross is on the phone. So, again, go to CoachPots.com. Be in touch. Send us an email. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. We love to have more people. The more the merrier. Tell your friends about it. Leave us a five-star review. This is the Home and Body Improvement Show. We'll see you again next week.